My beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord. What a far cry from where we were one year liturgically last year, huh? There was only six of us in church. I pray God that never happens again. And we never forget, at least we become complacent and not come to church as regularly as we should. That was the papas talking. On one level, the visible level, the visible world, children were yelling out Hosanna in the highest. Adults were in a frenzy. They'd never seen anything like this before. They were telling everybody about it. Invisibly, Hades was trembling. And death is in despair. Without reflecting what happened before this entrance into Jerusalem, this entrance in Jerusalem means nothing. It has no value. We need to have it in context of why this was such a big event. And you can't have that without the raising of Lazarus, without celebrating Lazarus Saturday to hear what happened and why everybody was in an uproar of joy and excitement and why Hades and death were trembling. As I said yesterday morning at Divine Liturgy for Lazarus, all week long we've been reflecting on Lazarus. He was sick for two days, three days, then finally he died and Jesus and his apostles finally go to meet him where he's at, buried. And when he gets, not near, just outside of Bethany, Martha meets him. And Martha says, Master, if you had been here, the one you had loved would have not died. Isn't that beautiful? The one you had loved. The one, God, the one that you loved. Jesus responds, he will rise. To which Martha responds, I know he'll rise at the resurrection, the last day. And Jesus puts this question to her. He makes this statement and puts this question to her. I, I am the resurrection and the life. And paraphrasing, paraphrasing he who believes in me will never die. And he puts this question to her, do you believe it? Are you convinced, are you convicted of the fact of I am who I say I am? Do you believe what I just said? In which she replied, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. This question posed by Jesus, do you believe, are you convinced, do you have conviction, is like an arrow that shoots from that moment all the way through Holy Week, all the way through His Passion, all the way through the cross, and nails itself into the wall of the tomb. Are you convinced, do you have conviction of who He is? 
That was the question he put to Martha and everybody around him, and the question he puts to you and I today. And he's going to have to bolster their faith because they are going to be shooken to the core. And they need to have something solid to hang on to. So he goes to the tomb. And twice now, Jesus has already raised somebody from the dead. Hades has already trembled twice. But this time, he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Hades is shaken to its core. As I said yesterday, not strong enough was the quake to break the gates of Hades, to let them out, but enough to know as a warning that Hades, death, your time is at hand. That was on the invisible level. Jesus came to conquer and destroy death in the invisible reality that was taking place. But in the visible, the you and I can see that they saw, they saw this great miracle of this man, and they were set that this is the one that was going to set Israel free. This is the one that was going to rid us of the Romans. This is the one that's going to be the new king. But we will hear later on this week that Jesus tells Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. I'm not here to establish an earthly kingdom. Get over it. I'm here to free you from death. I'm here to forgive you of sins. I'm here to prepare you for the heavenly mansions that my Father has prepared for you. But the people don't get it. After this event, two important things happen. And we hear about Mary taking a costly perfume, exorbitant amount of money, based on Judas's response. And she just, instead of putting it on drop by drop like we would, she dumped it all on. She lavished everything she had. She went to the great extravagance of it all to express her love. She had that conviction of Jesus was who he said he was and could do what he said he could do. And he was also, as Jesus would say, in preparing her, him for his burial, as you and I will be prepared for on Holy Wednesday night of pre-sanctified when we have the office of a holy anointing. And all who are baptized into the, into the Christian faith or baptized Catholic or a catechumen can be anointed. It's a preparation for your own burial, your own death, and your own resurrection in six days' time. Judas, we hear, his heart was already hardening. This money could have been sold, and the money given to the poor. And the author says, oh, he just said that because he used to help himself to the purse. And this would play into the hands of the Jewish leaders later. And still before we get to this event that we just walked around the church for, 
one other very important thing happened. The Jewish leaders were in an uproar. Everybody, they say, is going after him. They had already decided that they're going to kill Lazarus on the count that people were going to follow Jesus. But they were worried of the Romans because if you think Barabbas has already been in prison for already trying to start an insurrection and he will come into play later. So the Jewish leaders knew something's going on and the Romans are going to begin to interfere. So then Caiaphas, the high priest that year, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we should, don't you know, fellas, only one man needs to die so that the whole nation doesn't have to perish. And from that time on, they began to plot his demise. So Jesus starts his interest. He gets the colt. He begins to enter, enter in. Everybody is screaming. The children are screaming. They're all Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The one who saves is here. Our new kingdom is coming in. The Jewish leaders are saying to Jesus, tell these people to be quiet. Don't you know we're going to have the Romans on our back any moment? In Matthew's account, we hear Jesus say, you haven't you heard the phrase, from the mouth of children and infants frames a hymn of praise? In Luke's gospel, Jesus says, I tell you, should all of these people be silent, these very stones would cry out. And all the while this is going on, he, that question that he posed at the very beginning is still applying to the disciples. Do you believe I am who I say I am? Are you have, do you have the conviction? Don't look for this earthly reign. Look for the destruction of death. That's why I came. Do you believe this? And so we have this great entrance. In the visible level, everyone's excited because of a new king is coming. Invisibly, Hades is trembling, and death is in despair because it knows that Jesus is not marching to Jerusalem for a throne, but he's marching to the tomb to destroy death by his resurrection. So while everyone is waving palms and willows that the king is coming to set Israel free from the Romans, you and I, who have been clothed into Christ, are waving our palms and branches because we know what the real victory is. The victory over sin through his forgiveness on the cross and the victory over death by him rising from the dead. This is what we're celebrating today. But if we didn't know about Lazarus and all the things that led up to this point, it would just be another entrance by, that made no sense. So we have to call to mind all the little intricacies, and I only touched on a few. This is our day of victory. Hades has been trampled. Death has been destroyed by death. And we will rise again. Death is only bound now by time. 
until Christ comes again, not by eternity as it was before. So we have a great right and a joy to cry out, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, because he came to die for you. That by just dying, he would destroy death. And by rising, he would give you and I new life.